the Merle Haggard blues today I write songs when I feel this way I grab my guitar and I play I got the Merle Haggard blues today Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and the tunes, those are courtesy of the great Bobby Mackey. Now, those who are in it know what I mean when I say there's nothing like the paranormal community bond. It's so strong. We are united. Whatever city or town or village you live in, whatever country you're from, the paranormal community is a strong one. I cherish each of these friendships. One of those friendships is with TV medium Gary Fields. He is across the pond over in the gorgeous United Kingdom. And each time we talk, he just blows me away with his encounters, his experiences, and his investigations. Gary likes to go to locations cold. He doesn't want to hear about the history, the legends, the stories, or anything like that. And as a medium, that's exactly how it should be, right? While on site, Gary will ask the building to come alive with its energies, bringing past spirits forward. Gary is unique, as he also will put the living in a trance with the spirits. Intrigued? Yes! Me too. Gary will touch more on this later in the episode. Not only is Gary a medium and a paranormal investigator, but he is also a Reiki master. His path? It's to help and heal as well as work with the spirits. He has dealt with everything from positive spirits to demonic possession. Gary was really awesome and shared some things with me that he is going to talk about. So whether it's an EVP or something else... There's going to be times where I'm going to add those things in with it so you could hear it with your own ears. And I love that kind of thing. Just totally awesome. So you're not just hearing it of me talking about it and him talking about it. You're hearing it with your own two ears. So buckle up, folks, as the next stop is in the United Kingdom. It's been quite a few full moons since we last chatted on the old phone. How's things over there in your neck of the woods? Oh, it's great. It's uh, coming into the equinox tomorrow, so uh, on one day. So, yeah, we've had uh, some interesting times since I've last spoken to you. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's been a while, so glad to be chatting with you again. It's always a blast. So, Gary, let's jump into it by asking, when did you first realize that you had a special gift, seeing and communicating with the deceased. Talk about how it all happened for you. Oh, oh yeah, uh, I, I always relate to this. My first experience was playing outside in the house and I went over to pick a ball up off the green uh, and then all of a sudden I froze, like time stood still. And as I looked for the ball, I could see like an open grave, a hole, and I looked down and I could see me in it looking back up at me. But I could actually see me in the grave looking back up at me. But when I was looking down, my eyes were in the grave looking back up at me, looking for me ball. What? It was like a twist. Yeah, it was like a twist in the vision. 
and obviously I, I am a Reiki master and when I explained this to me Reiki masters they said I seen too much too quick too soon as a youngster and I shouldn't have been put in that position by being enhanced or being in and around a spiritual vision like that so strong of you can imagine a five year old child seeing something like that trying to work out what's going on just when you're looking for your ball when you're playing out in with your mates and all that as well so it just time froze still and I just was like well but when I was looking down it was just the reverse of the eyes and I was looking back up at me looking to people and it was, it was a big wow it was a big scary moment uh yeah I can only imagine that's something you don't forget so okay we're going back at five years old what went through your mind were you just kind of like what the hell's going on what is this is this a nightmare am I awake right now I, th- I think basically, I, I do remember it. It was in the summertime, and I basically picked the ball up in one hand, and my other friends were in the street as well. And I've just gone up, picked a tennis racket up, and started banging the tennis ball against the wall just to focus and concentrate on it. Like that just didn't happen. Yeah, that just didn't happen. So it was trying to work out the realization of what was that. Backtracking on a five-year-old trying to think, what was that? You know, so it was just trying to focus on something to take my mind off it. Right. So I was stumped and I was quiet, which is very unusual for me. Yeah, so you were quiet, so you didn't tell your, your playmates? No. Well, said nothing, said nothing at all, just got on with the day. And then as I progressed forward, I got a lot of deja vu every seven years with the seven year cycle. It's quite uh, prominent out there of things happening, so. Again, I think I had the next experience really when I was about seven then. So coming in towards a seven-year cycle, so five, six or seven, things were happening and getting really stronger. And when I was 10, I was going into the next seven-year cycle. Do you know what I mean? As I was getting closer to a 14, it was like, and then 21, something had happened quite close before it was 21. So it was like just, I think, training you and giving you little bits to see what you can cope with and how things develop with what your understanding of what was going on in the round yet. So just before it was 7, 14 and 21, I think it was the working out time period of what was actually going on in and around me spiritually or energies and seeing things at the corner of your eye and did that really happen? And, and a lot of things as well was quite soothing, you know, so if I was around friends and they had young children, the children were just quite at peace very quickly, you know, so they'd, if it was a tea time, they'd, they'd, they'd go to bed quite easily or they'd, they'd rest if they were unsettled. So it was that, that calming factor in and around me where you, you did notice the healing side of it with anything that of your energy would settle the room or settle what was going on in and around, you know. So that was, that was also understanding what was going on as well, bringing a, a, a settled factor to people that was in and around. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's incredible. That seems like something you'd see, like, on on a movie, you know, just the whole thing. So that's incredible, for sure. I don't think I ever heard that. I don't think you ever told me that before. That is that is quite mind-blowing. I think it's bringing a calming atmosphere of what you bring that you've got in and around your energies and your body and what I stand for. So I was always very placid and very happy and... So I think I brought that to the table with the people I was in and around, and I think it always got enhanced and settled situations very quickly. 
Do you know what I mean? I'd always yeah. be the compromiser or I'd always be sorting this out or helping somebody or pointing them in the right direction. So I've, I've always been that way in mind, even from a very young age. Right. Changing courses real quick, Gary. About a year or so ago, we were video chatting as we are right now. And I happened to show you a picture that I had captured while I was in Tombstone of a noose and a blue figure. And I just was showing you just to show you. And you started to visibly look like you were being strangled. And you started feeling things from that picture. And it's something that kind of always has stuck with me. Like, wow, that's incredible. Because what you can do is, I always say I like to be there if something's been captured or been sent to me. But again, I can, if there's an energy in and around that has passed in and around the situation or of that land or where the pitch has been taken, then I'll just try and work with it, link in with it. Again, it was over a year ago, but just backtracking, looking at the picture now as well, it'd be interesting. I would love to visit there, do you know what I mean? And then just try and trans that energy through or show, transfigurate that person through and actually show it, yeah. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And you know, what's interesting, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, Gary, but during that trip, I did get my one and only that I know of attachment. And the man who attached himself to me was hanged. And I don't know, and he's buried not too far from where I took that picture of Tarbell Mortuary. And they said that with the exception of, I believe, four people, everybody who's buried in that cemetery went through that mortuary. Now, I don't know if he was one of those four people that weren't, but it's interesting that, you know, I dealt with that. And then there's this noose and this blue figure. And when you enhance the picture and lighten it just a little, not doing anything but just lightening it, you see this, like, torso almost near the noose hanging below. And you can even see this man's arm outstretched. Really interesting stuff. And so... You you felt like you were being choked or strangled as it showed the snooze. Was there anything else that you picked up on? Well, as as you were talking and mentioning one of the four, I was I got the name of Charles. Charles, interesting. Uh, but also, as I, as we're backtracking on this and, and working the energy out as well, again, it, it's the fear factor. So knowing that the situation was going to go on, I feel a little bit trembling and shaking into a situation where you can imagine if you knew what was coming then that would be not a nice situation to be in do you know what I mean right so again the the name of Charles is very prominent at the moment so if you have a little look around it could be a surname could be a middle name could be a a first name as well so if you do a little bit more research but if you send me the address or the actual place or the postcode or the, the closest to it, I can actually link in from a distance from Google Earth and then try and get some more information and, and do it that way as well. Cool, yeah, I'll do my research and I I will give you that information and you guys, you'll, you'll get an update to see what we get. There will be a part two of Mr. Gary Fields on and talking about that because it's all very interesting. So, Gary, there's another picture that I just sent you recently today because I was just curious if you would pick up anything on this. And so people, what we like to call photographic evidence or consider photographic evidence, folks, I'll throw this picture on social media or if you don't do the old social med, let me know and I can email it to you. But, Gary... This picture I sent you 
is in a remote area in the mountains of Colorado. Nothing around, no city lights, no, no nothing. And clearly there's this, what I consider a floating woman, but that's just me. <laughs> but yeah. what do you see when you, what do you, do you pick up on anything when you see this picture? It's the three crosses to the left on that. Three crosses. Okay. Yeah. I am getting drawn to a little in, not as much with the white light in the centre. Mm-hmm. I'm getting drawn to a, a young child under somebody's arm being looked after and cared for. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, two, as if it's like a mother and a sibling. I'm just drawn to a young child. I will give a female child, and she's about five, six is what I'm drawn to, but I just feel someone's put in it. And just yeah. trying to put her arm around her and settling her down. Trying to just calm her and comfort her. Wow. Not as much with the white light, but towards the the middle cross and just the one to the right of it as I'm looking at it as well. Very interesting. Yeah, I'll have to definitely look relook at that picture again. And again, guys, I'll throw that on social media. I could email it to you. It's a really neat picture. Took several pictures that night. That's the only one that came out like that. And it is in a little mountain town in Colorado. If you look under the white light, and I think it could be overpixelated as well, as you just zoom in a little bit, I think there's two faces just underneath the white light, which looks on the fence and the boundary. The one looks like a child just leaning over on the floor underneath. Really? Oh, now yeah. I'm intrigued, Gary. I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely have to zoom in and, and look at that a little closer for sure. Just looks like there's a child side on. Wow. Yeah, so you guys will have to look at that picture, see what you see. Really, really awesome. Yeah. Well, again, I think the best thing is being there. Right, and right. And, you know, let me just t- tell you real quick about the cemetery, Gary, and you guys, that it is an old cemetery from, it's in Colorado, up in the mountains, where there's nothing else around, and it's strictly a Hispanic cemetery, and I was warned as a paranormal investigator, not being Hispanic or anything like that, that, you know, they aren't very welcoming, the spirits aren't very welcoming if you're not of that, you know, nationality, and I didn't have any issues, but it is a very active cemetery, a lot of things going on there, from unexplained, weird, metal-on-metal sounds, to just a lot of different things and i've actually gotten a few pictures when it comes to evidence out there very interesting i'll definitely look more into that for sure i'm also picking up on a trip a slip or a fall oh okay interesting so like a fate like that turned fatal or something like a a trip or i'm just getting the words trip slip or fall oh i don't know whether you had a scenario when you was out there because it could be linking in with you, or whether there was a trip, slip, or a fall in and around anybody that's laid to rest there. I'll have to look more into that, do a little more of the old research. Now, Gary, you know, you are a unique medium. You really are. You're a unique person, and that's awesome. You will actually put a person in a trance, and in your words, blending with the human's energy, so spirits, you know, can basically use the person to communicate. And I think that's really intriguing and interesting. Go into more detail, if you will, about this, and maybe share a time that this happened. The way I like to explain it is that if you think of there's been 57, 60 billion people live before us, there's a lot of pocket of energies in and around us. So what I try and do is if I pick up 
a spirit energy or an entity that's close to a person and they want to work with me, I'll ask them to blend the energy in their aura. So they will mix and blend with that spirit's energies and they'll start getting the link with what I'm picking up. Then they'll share the link with the person that I'm putting in trance. And then the energies will blend with the, the person putting in trance with the aura. So it mixes and blends. So it's like a sharing of the energy. So that spirit energy comes in and around and uses the person as a, an energy force to either use their voice box or do any transfiguration and show themselves as well. Because sometimes it doesn't have to be fully 100% trans. They, I could say we'll just blend 50 or 60% because on the strength of their aura it could be two or three foot wide all the way around them. So it doesn't have to be fully inside encapsulated in the body. It yeah. can just be encapsulated halfway into their aura. So but that person will still see it. So even if there's somebody to the left or to the right, when I look at somebody in the face, I can see the energy within the aura. And I, it just comes in behind that person's like head and comes forward and it shows itself to me as if it's like blending through the facial features as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's like a big flask of energy and then yeah. I just say, right, okay, now you're blending with that person's aura, just stand in front of me now and talk face to face with me. Oh, yeah, that's mind blowing. So that's really intense. So if you can, can you talk about an example like when this, when this happened? Yeah, uh, again, was in Drakelow Tunnels, which is in Kidderminster in England, and I visited there about two weeks before, and on an EVP, I had my name as a left. So we went back about two weeks later. I said, right, there's only one area that we haven't been and we covered in the last two weeks. There's an area here that spirits are keeping me away from. Mm. End of the night, we're going there. Like, oh, no, don't like it down there. My friends were saying, I said, no, we're going we need to go and find out why we're being kept away from this area. Yeah. So when we went in and I, there was a negative energy there, quite low level. Uh, a chap, I think, top of the head, 1850s. I can't remember his name at the moment because I do communicate with that many. And over the weeks and months. So when I went back there to Draco, I tranced him, I tranced him through me and I called him forward and I got him to blend in my aura and body and show himself through me to the public that I was with and members of the team and from the TV and stuff like that as well uh, and they could see who it was and then all of a sudden my guy showing himself as well to the side of me I know how I work is when my guide shows himself he shows himself to protect yeah. so I knew that something was going to go off then so what happened then is the energy stepped out of me and went to somebody to my left and as soon as it came away from my order, I just stopped that situation there because it was trying to be overpowering and take over charge. And it's all about me being in control and working then with me because I'm on this plane, they're not. So Absolutely. realistically, it was trying to trick us or trying to trick everybody in and around us. And that energy and entity was trying to step into another friend of mine and then that friend was trying to come to me too get to me, it was like trying to trick me to get to me but by using somebody else as well. My guy and myself, we just stopped it there and then straight away on that situation. But that is like the worst case scenario, but it's all about being professional, being in control, understanding what's going on. So as soon as a member of the public said, oh, I can see this chap, he looks like this, I went, yeah, that's my guide. Okay, we'll end the night here now. So again, I broke the session with the transfiguration and I broke the session with the trance. 
and I knew that energy was just trying to shift and go towards somebody else as well. So again, it's all about understanding what's going on at all times, especially when you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> and guys, I just need to mention that Gary said that he's been so busy lately with investigations and whatnot that he hasn't had much sleep. And I'm like, well, I'm looking right at you and you look good. If it were me, I'd be like bags under the eyes and I'd look like a zombie. You look like I'd be looking like something you'd be wanting to investigate going, hmm, are you alive? <laughs> but you actually look good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, thanks for that. I'm, uh, I'm not really a coffee chap, really, but I, I, I think I'm on my third coffee this afternoon. <laughs> well, and see, I am a coffee gal, and I've, I have about two, three cups a day, so and I still look like a zombie. <laughs> Maybe that's why I look like a zombie. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I think about seven hours sleep since Friday morning, so and about eight hours drive, return drive as well, with that as well as two investigations. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about those investigations up very shortly. But before we do, I want to talk a little bit about demonic possession. Now, it's no stranger to you. What have you experienced? I know throughout the years of doing this, you've, you've you know, came into contact with positive spirits and then not so good ones. Talk a bit about the demonic possessions. Yeah, sure. If I can explain to the people that's tuning in, it's... The way I've been trained by my Reiki masters is seven levels of light from when you're born in the middle at three and a half, in the level of light in the sphere. The highest would be your angels and going above, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you go down to a zero or a one, then you're talking really low level horns or hooves and really shift shaping and, and all that type of thing. So I find that the low level down below, the main man at zero down there, usually sends a one up to go around and pester and disrupt or interfere or poke around. So I usually know that it's usually about a one on the scale that's usually sent in and around to do his work, basically, if it's that low level demonic energy as well. Yeah, I... Doing this myself, I have not really... I can't say that I've come into contact with demonic entities which i'm very very grateful for i dealt with some not very kind ones what i'll do is i'll send you some pictures of when i have held back when when i mean held back a demonic energy i'll be in and around the public or or being around anybody from tv or radio and we're we're having a nice paranormal night i will hold my hand quite low to me back so it doesn't virtually come all the way in against my will so basically yeah i can control it how much it's blended and mixing but also as well, I can make sure safety-wise that I've got my own energy just resisting it as well from my totally overpowering and overtaking over as well. But I'll send you some ones of pictures if you want to put on your your site and that, and I'll send you some that you can actually see one of the two characters and you can see the demonic. At one point, you can see a demonic. And it looks like it's got a cloth and it's got trying to hold me from speaking and telling the truth that sometimes they don't want you telling the truth they don't want you telling what they did they don't want you telling what's gone on around the situation in that area or that building or that location again it's them they weren't born negative they've gone that way through life so that's drawn them down to whatever they've done in life has drawn them onto that lower level of light Right, absolutely, and yeah, please do share those pictures, and I will be happy to put those on social media, you guys, so for those of you who are listening, you'll know exactly 
what I'm putting out there, and he just explained those. So, Gary, being a medium, you have communicated with countless spirits. You and I have talked about this in the past. Some of these people are actually very well-known in the public. Like, for instance, the beautiful late Princess Di or John Lennon. I mean, share, if you will, these encounters and the conversation you had and then any other ones that you'd like to mention. Yeah, well, I've got to start off in 1963 when my parents met. They actually met at a Beatles concert. Wow, that's cool. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I live... 300 yards away from where my mum and dad met in the civic hall. Are you serious? That's no, cool. I, I live two or 300 yards away from where my mum and dad met at the Beatles concert in 1963. That is special. That is, that's Gary. That is really cool. So, what is their favorite Beatles song? Uh, well, you know, I, I do love Imagine, but uh, hey, hey Jude, hey Jude, and Hey Jude. I think it goes with the mindset and the and strawberry fields and it just goes with things with John Lennon I, I, I'm just so drawn to John Lennon I have had I do need to go to Dakota buildings I have linked in with John before in the past he has been on my in my house on a development night with people here I've transferred him through I've been in another hall in a the theatre that the Beatles played at round about that era in 63, 64 I had a lady in France who doesn't play the piano playing uh, a John Lennon tune but the keyboard was only half folded down and right towards the end of the song I was like I can't quite work out what song this is and then right at the end we folded the keyboard back the cover back so I had to go back twice and then she was full ahead then and I've had that on on a live stream and a live video when that lady was in trance doing that as well so this is the recording of the woman playing the piano. Here is part of that recording. Come on, can you play the music? Play, play the piano. Play the piano. Come on, George. One of your tunes that you invented. Come on, faster. Give me one of your melodies. Really go for it now. Really go for it. Find your starting point. Naturally, go to your starting point and give it a go. Play them keys. Play them keys, sir. Play them keys, George. Stay with me, madam. Is 
if this is you, Mr. Lennon, can you do that again for me, please? You know I've been waiting around a long time to work with you. Do it again for me, sir, please. What an idol of mine. You're my hero. Do it again for me, please, sir. Can you confirm this? This is you. Can you do that again as confirmation, John? Can you remember playing here, John? In the 60s. Do confirmation again, please, sir. Could I ask a question, Mr. Lennon? Are you trying to compose Imagine? Is that the melody that's in your head? Can you give us Imagine, sir? It's not the quality that you would have used. Think it as your white one. Think it of your white one in New York. Use it as yours, sir. It's not the quality that... It's not the quality that you used to. Just go with it, sir, for me. Give me another one of your tunes, John, please. a long time to come through and do this, haven't you, John? Do you remember playing at the Civic Hall in Ellesmere Port? Can you confirm that? Do you know that you're in Wallasey? So there are several more minutes of this investigation, but I just wanted to give you a little inside look. And so there that is. And here we're going to continue our conversation. I remember you sharing that with me, and that was really phenomenal. And it is unique. And I mean, so you said that John Lennon, you went to the Dakota where he lived and died, basically, with John, and that John has been in your own house. Talk a little bit about that. That in itself is phenomenal. Again, I do cover everything spiritual. I, you know, I do spiritualist churches and I do stand up and I talk to audiences and stuff like that. But when I do development classes, I'll do a development class with uh, low-level mediums where they're just getting new into it and I'll do very experienced mediums. So I'll actually, I've got like a reclining chair, so I will sit in there and I'll ask the people to link in who, who I'm bringing forward and get them to understand the energy that's coming in the room. So I want them to find out who is coming forward to talk and communicate. And when one of them gets that name or gets that energy that, that's in and around me, because they want to come and talk and communicate, that builds it stronger. So they're learning as well as 
as that person and energy Mr John Lennon coming forward to talk to me so I've just had so many special people from up there I feel like quite emotional now just not just with John Lennon but the people I have communicated with in the past Kurt Cobain and I do know Aretha Franklin quite recently I, I do know that she will be approaching me I do know that really okay wait so yeah i have a couple questions with the one sentence you just said so kurt cobain i love nirvana i know a lot of my listeners probably love nirvana my boyfriend's favorite band talk a bit about kurt cobain and this encounter you had with him well i i just feel basically i could feel at the time the sadness just basically sitting in that room and just leaning over for that not to have gone off for that not to have happened and that's what I got. Wow. So if you think of that lowest point of, yeah, I don't feel in a great place, but not meant to do anything, I'm just basically passing out, and then I just feel like that's when that happened. So I don't think that was done on purpose. Really? But so that's just my view. Yeah, I, I myself personally never thought it was a suicide, that it was like an accidental thing. That is interesting. And when it comes to, you said, you just mentioned Aretha Franklin. You said that, so she hasn't, she has come to visit you or you know? I work with a very close white witch and we've exchanged. She's very pagan. She's helped me train to be a wizard. So I've learned things, not with spells, but I've learned with things with the wizard side of things to keep energies back and from a distance. And we exchange our traits. So what she's good at, she does a lot of outer body and she's just said that you will be approached quite soon again i feel that that will be a development night as well and i have had a cue basically of basically friends family and loved ones as well as famous people as well so they seem to line up in my corridor and then i just ask one at a time to come through as well so there's always a time and a place i might be on an investigation and that might happen you know there's no there's no for sure right. the timing of it but if that did happen on a, an investigation I would say can you just travel to my back garden follow a rainbow wait for me there and then I'll communicate with you it's usually on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday night oh very interesting well I'd love to hear more about that when that does take place and Princess Di I know me and you talked about her in the past and she actually came to you and gave you a message for her for her sons, correct? Yeah, and uh, it's just basically, I think with, with the royal side of it as well, I think that they already know what's going on. And mm-hmm. um, basically, because I am within within the crown in the UK as well, I, I feel with certain things I would have to be face to face and personal. Yeah, and it would be somewhere like. Yeah, come and meet me in a restaurant, come and meet me here, not where they want me to go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I just think it's it's personal. It's They might not need to know. They might need to say they're okay with where they're up to. Again, relating back with John Lennon, just before I go off the, the, the topic and the subject of that, is I know he's got a message of his last thoughts. No, that's what I was picking up on from the UK when I was linking in with the Dakota so I can feel his last thoughts, his last moments, his last memories. And it, it, it's very hard to hold on to that. And I've had it quite often with uh, Joy Division and Ian Curtis. And I've been to his house, I've stood outside, been to his graveyard, and he's actually said, I don't want to be laid to rest here. Just take that stone and go and put it the brick in my house where, I, where 
I've done all my life and he just wants his headstone basically in his property doesn't want to be in the churchyard so little things like that are personal do you know what I mean yeah but again down with back down with Lady Di and all that talking about Lady Di it's just I remember sitting in my kitchen when one of them got married and that was on the telly live I just felt overcome that she was really standing behind me as well watching it really that's incredible yeah. wow and I know my own thoughts was there was wow you would be proud today if you were seeing this and I just certainly felt you stood behind me going yeah I am and I just went all cold and I was just like shivered of like proudness as well and just just amazing wow that's incredible yeah and I was so young when she passed away, but it was, I just remember feeling so sad, such a sadness, you know, and you're right, she would be so proud now, both of her sons are married, both of them have kids now, I mean, it's, it's great, so it's, and she knows that for sure, so that's, that's awesome that she was able to communicate with you. Gary, let's talk a bit now about your most current investigation you just investigated a location in south wells you shared with me a video and it seems like a very active location talk a little bit if you will about this location yeah sure exactly i'm just going to turn the lights on okay, <laughs> uh, we was in room one uh, no sorry it was in room three and I, I was just drawn to a lady in room one and i felt that that was going to be the more active room and i kept saying all night after we'd done about an hour's investigation in room three it, it'll all kick off in room one tonight <laughs> and it certainly did <laughs> so again i set a blazer grid up uh, with a pointer so i set a laser grid up on top of a unit and it's just a beam that, that stretches out to a receiver and if anything walks in between the receiver it just flashes on the box in the, in the other end of the room so i'd done that and that had gone off while we was in uh, room three so my friend said, oh, we'll go on to room two now. And then I said, well, I'll show the public on my live stream what I've set up equipment in room three if anything goes off while we're in room two. And as soon as I walked in the room, the window come open, which a member of the team had locked the windows in that room. It knocked the vase off. Uh, the vase hits the floor. There's nobody else in the room bar me. And then I just see the door start to close. And then as it starts to close and swing, it just slams before it slams I just got a draft coming right past me as it slammed and it was short I just got this draft all laying in around me incredible jeez now this location what was that again was it a hotel or yeah I'm just going to send you the picture over now it, uh, the location was a hotel but it was by the churchyard it's quite very hard to pronounce because it's Welsh. It's like a totally different language from from the English. Yeah, it, it is a. It, it, it's like uh, you're basically over the Brecon Beacons. You you are in the valleys. You are in the Ronda. It's known as the Ronda Valleys. Okay. It, it, it's. Uh, I'm just gonna have a look for it. Any any names? I have took some pictures as well, but it might be on my phone of the establishments that we was in. Uh, I couldn't spell it because it's quite double F's and stuff like that in as well. <laughs> so, right, I tell you how to spell it. It's the, T-H-E, and then uh, B-R-Y-N-double-F-Y-N-O-N. Brian off, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. There, I nailed it. <laughs> well, it's, it. It's 
it's got that role to it, that language. Yeah. Uh, again, Wales, uh, as I found out last night, we've done a church which was over the road, and that's on one of my live pages as well, on my Gary Fields uh, TV page, so you can see the actual church when I arrive on the Friday as well. So you can see the church is just on the top of this hill, and it, it was a, an amazing investigation. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. What was your favorite part of this investigation? Now, I know you're still, of course, going through audio and pictures and stuff, but what happened there that was just kind of like, wow, you know? Yeah, what we had, uh, before that happened and we left room three to go into room one, I was seeing in the bathroom, it would have all been open plan back in the days, the 1900s or whenever the building was built. It would have all been open plan, basically. So the, the rooms have been added in and the walls, studded walls have been added in. And in the bathroom, in room three, I could see a shadow underneath the door because the light was on. I could see a shadow moving and there was nobody in the, in the bathroom. And I was like, right, okay, I'll go with that. And then I was picking up a little girl in the bathroom and I know she's actually pulling on, on the sleeve on my arm later on within the investigation. Mm. Very scared of a stepdad, very scared of a stepdad because he would have been... Back in the days, in the 1900s, it would have been a belt or a buckle or not a strap. Not just physically all the time. I felt like it was a bit more like split personality. It, it was great uh, in the daytime, but if it had a drink, the other side of him came out. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, so that's she unfortunate. Was a bit, she was a little bit with the residual energies in there of that fear factor. Mm. So Heartbreaking. I, brought the dad, the, I brought the dad through on... Saturday night, which was the next night, but as I went to go in room two, I was with two of the members, uh, uh, two of the guests, I was showing them around, and as I opened the door, I put my hand on the door, there's nobody in the other, in room two, and then the door slammed on my hand and trapped my finger in the hand. Ah. But as soon as I opened it and I moved it about half an inch, it came back this way at me, and I, uh, that was him, and I, I did actually trap my hand in the door as well. So, but I had to do the compromising, do the explaining, and the girl came through as well on that investigation on the Saturday night, so more tied in on the second night, which is always good, because you don't get everything on the first night. Right. That's incredible, and that doesn't surprise me that somebody who was mean in life like that, being, you know, bullying and manipulating and being mean to his little, you know, stepdaughter, that, of course, he would be like that, a bully in death. I think what was happening is if dad would have been drunk or stepdad would have been drunk it would have been the wife he would have been with or the lady he would have been with would have taken that than the little girl receiving it so that's what was, what was happening every time i was linking in with the girl i felt the stepmother or the mother was trying to distract to bring the male towards her and away from the child and that's why they were in three different rooms so wow. in three different parts because i felt the little girl was hiding away from the stepdad Aww. and then the woman the, the, the lady would distract to bring the mail towards her oh what a heartbreaking scenario for sure when, when, when you get to the bottom of things as well it, it it all makes sense and the understanding of why three different energies of the same family are in three different split rooms one's hiding away from the stepdad and the mother's trying to tie me in there to stay away from him as well so she wants to communicate with me to keep me away from him as well. So she's drawing me to that room one. Right. That mother bear instinct comes in and says, wait a second, no, you do not 
want to be here. This is not a good situation. Yes. Save yourself. Get away. Don't go through what me and my daughter went through. And yeah. And what, what I actually did, I went back in. I asked everybody in room one last night on the second part of the investigation. I said, there's too many in this room. We need to split it up. I said, we all stood up and I said, right, Spirit, push somebody in the room that needs to go into room two. And about two or three got pushed away. Asked them to go into room two. As soon as I walked into room two, I put this lady, Joe, into trance with the fella. And he was actually, from the other side of the wall, I felt like he tried to run me through with a spear or a blade. And I, I just asked the question when the lady was in trance, have you just tried to run me through? And he firstly got, yes, and that's in front of all the members of the public as well. So, wow. again, he was conniving and deceiving as well. But I did have a conversation with him towards the end of the night. I was actually in the bar area. And this was about two o'clock in the morning and I brought him through right at the end. I said, do you understand now what I am about? I'm not here to interfere, I'm here to help. And he was coming round to our terms then. So again, it's a little bit of remorse, a bit of tear in his eye and just want to help him moving forward as well as the rest of the family as well. So that was all their hard that they went through for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer. Mm-hmm. That's just sticking with them spirit energies of when it wasn't too brilliant. So there was good times there, so I'll try and bring them forward as well and talk about them as well to the spirit, even if they're in trance as well, just to give them that recollection of you did have good times when you was on this plane as well. Right, they weren't all bad, absolutely. No. And you, yeah, it sounds like that's a place that you'll, a location that you'll definitely have to go back and do further research and investigating, obviously, and... Good for you, absolutely. Sounds like you did a very active location investigation, and I'm sure as you go through the audio and stuff, I'm sure you'll find a plethora of EVPs and what have you. And speaking of EVPs, Gary, you know, being a paranormal investigator, the most important type of evidence, to me anyway, are those precious EVPs, the voices of the deceased. Gary, those are gold. What are some of your most memorable electronic voice phenomena that you've collected throughout the years as an investigator? I'm going to send you two over now. One actually says uh, my name three times, and that was in Drake Low Tunnel after I'd left. Okay, so he does send this to me, and I want you to hear it. And it's, it's always neat when you hear your name being spoken at an investigation site. No, it's not your fellow investigator or when your team member is talking to you. This is coming from beyond the grave. Best kind of evidence, seriously, guys. So here it is now. Check it out. You said my name. Said Gary. Gary, Gary. Okay. Uh, and I think the second one, top of my head, I have had that many. It's, I think it was like, so why are you here? So why are you here? Incredible. So why are you here? Wow. Gold, I tell you, gold. And it is incredible, Gary. We were talking earlier before we started recording that. It is neat when you get your name said at an investigation and I have so many friends like you and me who are paranormal investigators and you know their names are said to at location now there's times where I'm at a location that I've been to 30 times where they're they they know me you know but then there's a place that I go to for the first time 
my name is said and it is it's a really neat experience when you meet when you're at location and later on when you're hearing you the audio and all of a sudden you hear gary or you know you hear your name and it's like holy shit that just happened that's awesome it never gets old for me it it's happened so often but i still i get excited every time yeah i, I just love it as well and even last night something tied in from Markham Castle, I met a, a, a public member last night and she said she always feels sad with a child. Mm. One of the EVPs I caught there, she said, I felt this child was drowned. Now, I've never met this woman until last night. Mm. And I said, well, when I was at Markham Castle, I got an EVP there that says, check the drop, the child was drowned. Not that the child was drowned, but we were on the topic of the subject. is a little that's been drowned in and around the land. My mate went away and got the EVP, check the book. It sounds like check the book, but when you actually listen to it again and enhance it, it says check the book. And I told her that last night. I've never met her before, and she went, and I actually played it for her, and she went, oh, my word, how all that ties in. So she understands now of what happened to that child because I found that EVP two years ago. Wow. And that tied in last night. Isn't that incredible? You gathered yeah, the CVP years ago. and is just unbelievable. That's awesome. And it is neat that this, you know, you got the CVP years ago, and yet all of a sudden just comes back in full force last night. You know, I mean, that's pretty awesome. You do get drawn to places by spirit for a reason as well sometimes. I can come in on a Friday night and it's like, I made my name called, where, am I, where do we need to go? And I might not have to go on the Friday, but I'll ask a couple of team members or a couple of friends who's straight, do you want to come down to this place? There's just something there that's, that's going on. We need to get to the bottom of it. And I've had that before in the past as well. Never a dull moment in the paranormal world, I tell you, Gary. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I am a big believer in we never stop learning. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and that's what it's all about. It's the understanding. You can't, I don't do any research, but you can't just put an answer to something straight away. You've got to take a step back, even though that last night took two, two odd years to put together. But Spirit have put that together for a reason. Mm-hmm. That lady's just experienced last night with her friend. And they're developing, I helped them develop last night. And, and they were seeing what I was explaining as well. They were seeing the spirits that I was explaining. So they've enhanced themselves as well with their development. And she said, Gary, I've been stuck at this level for 30 years until tonight. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she'll never forget that. But like I said, I've been where she's been. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I've been, I've been where she's been. You know, I, I, I mean, yeah, I've developed slowly, but when you meet the right person that you're supposed to be in and around to help you take that next step, it ties in and falls, out and falls in and happens, and it's just like... Well, thank you for that. No, that's what it's all about. Go out and learn, go out and experience, go out and experiment now, go out and try and develop again even more and even further. Absolutely. That is phenomenal for sure. Now, Gary, before we end, I want to mention that living in the UK, the gorgeous United Kingdom, there is no shortage of phenomenal locations to investigate. I mean, you look somewhere and throw a stone and there's something there, you know? But I want to hear about some of your favorite places to go to and what has proven to be some of the most active locations for you while investigating the UK. 
yeah, I would safely say that one of my favourites is St George's Hall in Liverpool because of towards the end of uh, the slave trade, it was very big Liverpool, so there was a big turn, there was a big uprising with people wanting to earn a better living and people want to have uh, the freedom to go and expand within the UK. So the port of Liverpool is St George's Hall, and in St George's Hall, you've got catacombs, you've got a court, you've got what else is there there's a little bit of a hospital in there as well as cells wow so there's a, there's about four or five different mixtures but the time that comes through my good old friend Judge Jeffries who was a hanging judge would hang a child for pinching an apple he was renowned but for doing his job he, he had no remorse of yeah it's just another child but he travelled around London Bristol up through Wales and on his path through Chester to Liverpool so he was just like I would say a famous judge of his time but and then I've been to his house I've actually transfigured him through in the mirror in his house I didn't even know it was his house till about four hours into the investigation and then my friend said have you read that plaque up there I went no he said look who used to own it before the Masonic Lodge he said it's Judge Jeffries and I was just like oh my that's why I'm here (laughs) <laughs> that's why I mean it's all making sense wow that's incredible yeah I would say that's on top of the most active list I mean you first of all catacombs hospital gel cells I mean and where you know hanging quarters that's one you know each of those alone would be reason for activity let alone all together that's just like mind-blowing I mean I'm, I'm sure you could be there all day, every day for a week and still need to go back there just because of so much. Yeah, I, I've actually, uh, I have filmed in there for a pilot for Amazon Prime and oh. one, of the ca- one, of the, one of the camera crew, I've been, I've been on about four programs on Amazon Prime, uh, four different programs, just as my friend said, come, come on, we're going for a break. I was just pointing to the left, virtually speechless in in St. George's Hall in the basement going there's a full manifestation to the left and he just said cut let's go for a break and it was just like oh my word we, we uh. just missed that amazing opportunity but that will stick with me for the day forever in the day right wow full manifestation of a young child that just came through and, and about five seconds prior to that the cameraman had said right cut come on we're going for a break and it was just like, you will live, no, right, there's full manifestation there, there's the child. Wow. It was coming around the corner, it was just like mind-blowing, but it's meant to be, it's timing, isn't it? Incredible. So, Gary, for the people who are interested in watching you on Amazon Prime, how can they find you? Yeah, I've done, I've previously done The Past Hunters, Entering the Unknown, The Unknown, and... Well, I'll think of the other one in a minute. There's that many teams I work with in the UK. There's about 15. Mm. I will think of the other one in a minute. No, oh, I'll have to check that out myself. Gary, you know, one of these times I'm going to do an episode about haunted castles. And I have so many people like you who have experiences, encounters, and investigations to share. So I will have you back on at another point for sure. I'll let you know when I'm going to do that episode. It won't be too far in the future. Brilliant. Gary, a huge, huge thank you for your time and being on. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. I 
just remembered another two programs. One was Ghost Response on Amazon Prime, and the other one was Ghost Dimensions as well. So I'd just okay. be like a guest medium. So there, there's about four or five that I've been on, but uh, yeah, that, 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 that's great. Oh, that's awesome. No, I'm glad you remembered them. Very good. Awesome, you guys. So keep an eye out for Gary Fields on Amazon Prime, and I will be too, absolutely. I, I've also, my all right to give a plug, I, I'm actually on Raw Paranormal on YouTube, where they go in and do a walk around prior. All my videos from Facebook are all on Gary Fields. Gary Fields, Raw Paranormal on YouTube. Awesome. Okay, you guys, and just so you know, it's with two R's, G-A-R-R-Y and Fields. Yeah. All and right. there's about 700 videos on there. Woo! Look at you over there. <laughs> it's not all 700 locations. It might be five or six parts to one evening of one investigation. Raw how it is. Yeah. Just go in and, and some nights it, it's totally different to what it is the other. And no two nights are the same when you investigate. Right. Absolutely. You could go somewhere 20 times at the same location and you're going to get 20 different days of results. I mean, there's, you know, it could be super active one day and dead. Um, no pun intended <laughs> the next day so absolutely so looking forward to having you on at another time and again gary thank you so much for being on i really appreciate it oh you're welcome thanks for your time and thanks for everyone taking the time to tune in as well it's much appreciated always a pleasure talking with mr gary fields did you enjoy this week's episode Check out the others. They are equally phenomenal. Subscribe now to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast through iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, Deezer, TuneIn Radio, and so many others. See you next week, my dear friends. Poor Pearl, poor girl, lay dead upon the ground. Poor Pearl, poor girl, her head was never found.